that's the best advice I give people. If you produce content that you would like share with a buddy, that's what you want to do. I try to make things. If I saw it, I would like share it with someone. Welcome to Biz Talk, where we talk to entrepreneurs, business owners, and brands who are using TikTok for business. And together, we bring you the top tips, insights, and secrets to skyrocket your TikTok account. So buckle up and get ready to become the next Biz Talker. Here's your host, Kyle Kaplanis. Hey everyone, welcome to Biz Talk. It is your host, Kyle Coplanis. Today in the studio, we have Adam Miller. You probably know him best on TikTok with his 1.3 million followers and known as Old House Adam. Adam is a business owner, dad of four boys, and he restores old houses like the one he's doing on his TikTok. Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Pretty good. I've been watching your videos and following along with your story and renovating that old house, but I'd love to know, how the heck did you even get over to TikTok? That's actually an interesting story. So originally I signed up for TikTok because my wife's nephews worked for me. They're 19 and 22 and they set up an account for me and it was a joke and I was doing it for the shop and it was actually Robot Dog Baby was the name. And I changed it once I hit 10K. I started off just doing jokes and skits. And then I showed some of the things I do on the side, like the renovation stuff and my passion for antiques and different things, which I had tried on YouTube before. I tried to do some how-tos and different things on YouTube. And it just flopped so hard. But then on TikTok, the funny stuff flopped, but that stuff shined. And I just was like, okay, I'll run with it. And changed it to Old House Adam. How long ago did you start posting about these houses and stuff? I guess May. So I started the account in March and okay. then May, I switched over to 95% house content and then do some experimental stuff just to break up the monotony and kind of show people my personality. Cause I don't yeah. think my account is only a one hit wonder. We're going to renovate this house and it's done and that we have nothing to contribute. That's always <laughs> very active in my mind. How do I get people connected not just with the house but with me and other things that i'm doing that's a really smart move but i'm sure you'll have other projects even when that house is done i was yeah. talking to a guy today i reached out they're tearing down houses in concord because it's growing so fast but these are historic homes i've talked to the mayor about it and we're trying to put together programs and incentives for people not to tear down these homes but we want the infrastructure and the growth at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do is rescue some of these properties. One of the developers, I was tearing down two houses and I offered to maybe buy and move one of them. And then he's like, how about you move both of them? <laughs> and I was buying, we're moving a house. You're talking about a couple thousand dollars versus hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just six that go into it are just very time consuming. How does that even work? How do you just move a house? First, you have to get a guy to, that wants to give you a house, right? That's step one, find the land, then you have to prep the land, and then you're ready to move the house. You have to coordinate with the city, which I've already been in talks with them for months. I've got three or four houses I'm looking at to try to move into yeah, areas yeah. where they're going to be safe, into neighborhoods and communities, but like within our downtown area and just save these houses. And it's kind of crazy. There's so many people grabbing houses that you know, in disrepair, it's too competitive. If you go after these houses, then mm -hmm. the initial buy 
is low and that gives you some time to fill in the gaps and either find people that want to throw hard money at you or you know, just slowly do it. How, how long have you been, you know, renovating and working on these? So I've done full gut jobs on, I think this is my fifth house that I've completely redone. But the first house I ever got was missing a roof. I remember my dad and I were walking through it. He's this is, you need to tear this thing down. And I was like, nah, I'll just throw a roof on it. But I'd never built a roof and I didn't have yeah. money to pay somebody to do a roof. So I spent like a thousand dollars in material and watched a couple of YouTube videos. No. Nope. Yeah, dude. That's that crazy. Just passed an inspection three months ago. They resold the house. And I guess I did a good job or <laughs> really bad inspectors out there. Damn, that's really crazy to say that you just watched a YouTube video on how to do it. That just shows social media has changed the game in so many aspects of being able to DIY, be able to do things yourself because of things that you learn on YouTube. How long have you been watching TikToks? For a while? Yeah, long time. Since I the beginning. If I told you in the beginning that I was going to have a million some followers about me just renovating the house and talking about it, it would sound insane. But with every great platform, you have the educational side because there's not one side of people that just like dancing or comedy. This gets so heavily saturated that it opens up a door for people like me to be like, oh, it's time for education. Let's break up with the monotony and, and shake this thing up. And early on, I was like, man, this education thing is going to be way bigger than anybody really realized. Once I yep. posted a video and it got millions of views, just saying, hey, I'm going to renovate this house. And I saw other people renovating houses. There's probably three or four of us at the time where we were just blowing up. I think for a lot of people listening, education is huge on TikTok. I think it's the future. It's going to be what people are coming to the app for mostly. Yes, you're going to get the occasional dance and funny content and things like that, which you get on all platforms. But I know personally myself, I learn more on TikTok than I have in a long time. I pick up the app and... I consume and I learn so many new things, like something I would never even search up. I know that education fits within any brand. So yeah. brands or people who are looking to make their own personal brand, education is where it's at. Some people still think that TikTok isn't for them because they still in their mind believe that the demographic's not there, but you're a living proof that's full. Cause I'm yeah. sure it's not just a bunch of 12 year olds commenting on your stuff. I'm sure they're all adults, most of them. I think I'm 82% female and probably 80% of those are 30 and above, I would think. Just from a lot of the profile pictures and conversations we've had on, on the side. I've dove through a little bit of your comments too, just to see, but most of them, what I saw were adults, like decision makers. I don't know why. There's just so many people that are not seeing that yet. They're just still thinking it's just a bunch of kids, which is not. To be honest, the kid content that I used to see is just fading away every single day. is just less, less, less. TikTok has done a really good job with the learn on TikTok and really pushing the educational side. I think that's where they're going to go for the future. Is there more value for a brand to say, okay, this person is, is dancing and you've got a bunch of creepers, just no offense. I'm not trying to say you're a creep if you enjoy someone dancing, but let's say some of them watching these very young girls. Are they going to advertise to them more? Or are they going to advertise to people with a disposable income that are watching DIY? I, I see value in people that consume HGTV style content. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's somebody that is, is going to consume products that are a little bit more expensive than somebody that is maybe just watching a dance off. I don't know. For, I work on the brand side. And crazily enough, obviously the dance content does get sponsored pretty easily because that's what's TikTok was known for, but 
believe it or not, there is a lot of brands that are going away from that, like you said, and looking to partner with people who actually have some sort of contextual value to bring to help their product a little bit more. Dancing, yes, it's great for the music side or if you're wearing an outfit or something like that. It makes sense for the bang energy or something like yeah. that. That's a very cheap drink and you can you know consume it in volume, right? Yeah. But for guys, they're like, I want to sell a $700 chandelier or whatever. Yeah. So, and they're looking at me versus what what Austin spends or somebody. They're going to choose me, even though I've maybe got less followers, but the concentration of the people that they're looking for are going to be within my market. 100%. Brands are very smart. They're going to research that stuff. They want their brand to fit specifically within that demographic that they're looking for. And with your content, somebody's not going to reach out to that guy for something like that. There's no way. We talk to brands all the time. It's not really about the followers anymore. It's really about your actual engagement of who's watching your stuff. Have you been reached out at all by some brands in the like yes, yeah, so plus and I have started working early on when I was like 200,000 and mm -hmm. just been blown away and their videos actually do very well. I'm saving some lights in the bathroom for a reveal, but it's great for me because the rent about a house is very expensive. Yeah. I'm not going to say I get things for free, but I get things for free. If you discount my time and the ener energy I put into doing all these projects. So I don't really think it's for free because I do view TikTok as an occupation, a second job. Anybody I work with will tell you I treat it like a job. Yeah. Emma Mattress Company gave me four grand worth of mattresses to do a couple plugs. And that was back when I was 200,000. I've been reached out lately. I had a garage organization thing that I turned down. I've become a lot more picky just because... Yep. I have to be. If things don't flow, then it just doesn't make sense to do it. I did a tea thing and it was really hard for me to work that into my content. And I think it would have went a lot better if it was something else. I tell so many of the creators that I work with, if you read what the brand deal is and it just doesn't fit right with you, even if the money's great, just don't take it. Your followers know it too. They're like, ooh. How are you talking about bread, Adam? I'm like, I got a couple of loaves of bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you want it to fit natural with your page and that's what does well and that's what makes it seamless with the brand and then the brand's going to want to work with you more so i think it's very important to be picky i think there's nothing wrong with that at all do you, do you hope to be able to work with a lot more brands in the future yeah i'm holding off because i've got a couple things in the fire that i'm really hoping kick off and that'll make me a lot more appealing to some of these brands one, one of our creators, he's massive on the app. He's got 44 million followers, but he was doing some renovations in his house. He's just a kid. And we're going to do some collaborations with Home Depot and they were really interested. So I think brands like that would be amazing to be able to partner yeah. with where if they could give you like, hey, we're going to give you all the resources and things that you need to renovate this particular room and it's all sponsored by home depot that would be dope they're crazy not to i reached out the lows and i never heard anything back some of these areas the media just hasn't caught up to where tiktok is they understand what people are consuming on tiktok and i think part of it is tiktok's fault right because when you sign up for the app you can put your interest or something or another yeah but you still see will smith you still see kevin hart you mm -hmm. still see charlie d'amelio and like yeah. i haven't seen since I joined the app, but I definitely saw her. I know what you get when you join the app. If it was more ultra categorized, I think people would stay on the app. I think there's a big flush out initially when you download the app. The guys came in my t-shirt shop. It was the regulators again. I don't know if you've heard of them. They've got a pretty good following. I think they're 1.3 million as well. And 
I was a little bit rude because I'd work with Instagram brands and I didn't mean anything by it, but they were mm-hmm. like, order all these shirts. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to be able to move those shirts. Like it was yeah. like the shirts. And I was right because I had done it before, but the way that I approached it was probably could have been a little bit nicer or just, you know, told <laughs> what I wanted to hear, which I don't do. Like I just don't do that. It's not right. in my personality. I always want people to be better off than when they came across me. So I downloaded the app as soon as they walked out because they're like, oh, we got 500,000 followers. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. I felt guilty about something when I logged in. And I think TikTok, if they can address that problem, they're going to have such a great retention rate. Because brands, if you join that brand as a media uh, coordinator or whatever, and that you're like, oh, no, this is not for our brand. This is what everybody's seen. You assume that's all there is. I, I hear what you're saying. And you know what? I hope that they do a Pinterest style onboarding where you join it, but you don't see any content. You pick, what do you like? Oh, I like home improvement. I like DIY. And then it, boom, it jumps you into that category right away. I started a new account recently with my biz talker account, which is my new one. And it was crazy when I first joined, I was like, oh, here's all those crazy kids again. I just thought that the app was just people dipping stuff in cotton candy, people biting those little jelly things. I don't see that stuff anymore. Once your for you page gears to you, you see all the things you like, but it's so true. At first, it's really off-putting, especially if you're an adult, you're a business professional, and you're like, what the hell? This is not the place yeah. for me. You don't even understand how many people I've talked to that are like, that's the reason why they never push through. And then after talking to me or talking to somebody that understands it, and I'm like, look, just give it some time. Then they come back after a week and are like, oh, Kyle, you, this is super cool. You imagine if they could address that though? One of the greatest things on YouTube is, you can do your favorites or do a playlist that's got to come or collections where I'm like, okay, here's all my floor stuff. Here's all my wall stuff. Right. And then they can click on a video and be like, do you want to see more from this collection? And then you click and they'll just play it through. That'd be dope. That would be dope. The, the, the thing is though, I think that TikTok grew really fast. If you, they made these changes, how much more they would grow. I think that they don't want that yet until they get some stuff sorted out. Do you know that creator fund? They literally just put it up overnight. They didn't even know what was going to happen with it. They still don't know. They just needed to do something because when the app was talking about being banned with the executive order with Trump and all that, they wanted the users to feel like they're getting something back so they threw that creator fund out of nowhere and they had no idea they weren't planning on it or anything it's been a mess i hope they can focus on improving the app i've never even thought of that until now about making a playlist with all these type of videos that would be huge i want to know what bob vila is watching i want to know what chip and joanna Gaines are doing they're not on there the other this old house guys on there this is Everybody has some sort of strategy to their channel. What do you think has been your strategy for your channel? I I run commercials. You'll see it every once in a while. They'll be like, hey, this is who I am again. This is what we're doing. This is why you should connect with what we're doing. Basically, it's an ad for my channel. Sometimes they hit the for you page. Sometimes they don't. Usually they do though, man. Those do really well. Like the reintroducing yourselves. Yeah. Seem to really like those. I always try to make some a little heartwarming. I don't worry about how many people are watching my videos, sometimes I pull them if the like to view ratio is crazy low, if it's 2%, mm-hmm. then I'll pull it. But usually I'll be 10 to 20 out the gate and I'll pick up 10,000 views within a couple hours. And then it'll either you know stagnate or it'll, it'll boom. I've got something that I do called the shed right now. When you grow so fast, you have people that watch and join your videos for one video, right? So everything you do is not going to be their cup of tea. Yep. 
So they don't even know what you do. The people that audit you, like they're staying around. They go to your page, they see what you're about, they know what you're going to produce. Mm-hmm. I might make a video of thrift shopping and a Salvation Army. And I don't know that there's politics involved. So people might unfollow me for that. When you grow so fast and you don't have a video really booming, the shed will keep you from getting videos to really hit the, the for you page because all TikTok seeing is people unfollowing you when you post a video. So they think mm. it's the video's fault, even though it's the same content that you've been right. doing, but they watched it expecting something different or maybe they don't really want to see somebody renovate a house. They just, they fell for my commercial. Okay, <laughs> this isn't what I thought. <laughs> so my strategy is do a reintroduction, a connection that really, it pays off. I tell other people that, and it seems to work for them as well. I don't really do a lot of trends. I'll use trendy songs or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. You're not going to see me do the the woe. Exactly. Or, Just bring your value. The, the stuff that really does well for me is connecting to people personally. And then when I tear stuff down, people like to watch me tear stuff down or do a paint sprayer. <laughs> they feel it's pleasing to watch or to hear. It's, I know it's really weird. People are, are weird like that. I love that you said that you continue to share your commercial. And I think a lot of people forget that that's should be included in their strategy. You never know who's going to be looking out there. It's like running an ad on a TV commercial. We see them all the time, but maybe that commercial didn't get seen yet. And yeah. so you're going to find new people. And that's the only way to do it is to yeah. draw them in. You can ask people for a favor. If anything, dealing with with psychologically, when you ask people for a favor, it actually gets them feeling like your buddies. Hey, just do me a favor. Go ahead and hit this button. Boom. I put a lot of thought into you know how I'm bringing in, how I'm keeping people, why I'm doing it. And, Honestly, why I'm doing it, it sounds cheesy. And I'll say this and then I'll cringe a little bit. I do want to inspire people because I'm one of these people, I just do stuff. I don't understand the stress and anxiety people get of you know, just starting something. If anything, I'm going to start way more stuff than I finish. And I don't think there's anything wrong. It's made me very successful, always looking at the angles and trying to figure out how I can do something new and learn something and you know include people and help other people grow. I don't see it as I help someone else grow. It hurts me. The community, if it all grows, then there's more people to consume the the information. Were you pretty shocked to see that you have 1.3 million followers? Yeah. I was hoping by the end of the year, this year, that I could hit a million, but it makes it where I don't have to stress. People want to jump off or jump on. It's fine. I'm happy. I'm just not even concerned with the numbers anymore because it's only up up from here, consistency leads to results. As long as I stay doing what I've, I've been doing and it's tried and true, you know, there's not a lack of people out there that want my content. There might even be people that follow me that I don't want to follow them. And then they get worn down because they keep seeing me on their For You page and then they become a, a lifelong follower. I don't really worry about the numbers anymore. I have the luxury not to. My house is more famous than I am. So I like going on uh, people's pages and they're like, oh, big creators with a million plus followers don't follow me. And I'll go down the line and I'll start following people. You know what I mean? I'll like, check again or whatever. And they'll follow me back. It shows humility when you can show that you're human. I think a lot of people that have big followings, people look at them and say, oh, they're now like a, another celebrity that's not going to notice as small people. I'm doing the same thing as everybody else is. I'm watching your videos for entertainment just like you're watching mine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if I like it, I'm... Who am I? I'm just a dude. I got lucky on a couple of videos. There's people that do two videos and they've got a million followers. You know? Right. I, I tell my daughter all the time. My daughter has 2 million followers. And I always tell her humility is really important in this business to always stay humble no matter what. 
it's just key to keep true that you're a human being. People relate more to that. If you start going off of that and thinking you're too good, that's when people will really start not respecting you and might even unfollow you. They should. 100%. You gotta get a little reality check, I think, every once in a while. Yeah, and there's a couple creators that really do need that reality check. <laughs> there's these growths where you just hit it and it's just, it seems like it's never gonna end. And it always is gonna plateau a little bit and have a pullback. Just like Bitcoin or stock market, any of that stuff. You gotta get your pullback. <laughs> but then yeah. another wave will come through. It always does. Yeah. And that's, I'll see people, they'll quit for a while and they just forget. You just got to keep doing it. You got to show up every day. Be consistent. Be consistent. I mean, Gary Vee says it all the time. Quit worrying about the vanity metrics and just show up because it will pay off. I remember when he had a million followers and I was like, why is there only a million people following Gary Vee? That's crazy. <laughs> I saw him on LinkedIn and all those other sites. He's a hustler, man. I don't know why he only has 5 million followers on there. It's just it's that all he has. Great. That's it. Yeah. I'm just like, man, do you guys not know this guy? <laughs> He's awesome. But yeah. it just shows he's never worried about that stuff, though. He's whatever. They'll come, or if they don't want to follow me, then they don't have to. He's never so, worried about it. Your numbers are your numbers. You know what I mean? You can freak out that you don't have more, you don't have less, but your numbers are your numbers. That's the best advice I give people. If you produce content that you would like, like share with a buddy, that's what you want to do. Like That's the best advice I can give anybody on the planet. I try to make things, if I saw it, I would like share it with someone. They'd be like, oh, that's weird, or that's interesting. Let me share that real quick. The funny thing is so many people are looking for these perfect answers to grow, but it's really just simple. Like you said, just make content that you are happy about and that you would enjoy seeing yourself or share with a friend. And it depends on where you hit that pool of people. Like your video is not seen by the same people every time. I did a video one time and it was dipping bread in the oil and vinegar. And I was like the perfect, you know, olive bowl. And I did this whole voiceover and it was ridiculous. But it got a million some views. Why did this video get a million views? <laughs> I'm jacking up a porch got 40,000 views, spending 40 foot columns in the air. And my whole house could fall down and nobody cares. That's what you want to see. The bread, it was like from Food Lion. Asiago cheese bread. I, it might be the way I say Asiago cheese bread. I think away with the voice. <laughs> the funny thing is it's true. That's why I always tell people just post things. If you don't think it's going to do good or not, if it doesn't really fit, just post it anyways. Why not experiment with things? TikTok's the greatest platform to do it. You private it. You don't like it. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, I don't want that video to exist anymore. I just private it. Then a week later, I'm like, ah, throw it back out there. It was like, get a million views doing that. Because I'm like, ah, you know what? That wasn't that bad. Let me throw it out. You shared a, a post actually with Brendan Gann. And he said some statistics on how many videos were posted to hit 1 million followers. Oh, and yeah, that guy's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, he was just on my podcast guest. Was he? Um, yeah, recently. Him and I message all the time, actually. How many videos was it? Like your, yours was, Mine was 998. He said 600 was the average, but you got angry reactions, does it in two? That's really going to outweigh the pool. I think that metric should really be 200 to 1,000, average that. And it's probably going to be close to eight, 900. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's literally, you got to gain momentum. It's like branding, right? You need 10 times before you can recall something. Isn't that the number? Like on a logo, you need to see it 10 times before you can mentally recall it. Right. It's the thing on TikTok. People have told me like, oh, I, I, I finally followed you. I've seen you on my For You page or I've been looking for you because I saw a video and I wanted more. Think of it like that. Think of it as you're a brand and you're branding yourself and they need to see you. You need to be on there as many times. And the best way to get on there as many times, produce content. 
That's what Gary Vee says. It's even the same in sales. They say it takes your eighth visit just to get a sale. Physically talking to somebody and not just them walking by your product, but you literally putting it in front of them and talking about it. You have to be consistent. So many people give up too fast. I always say, look, do a hundred days straight with posting content every single day. Then tell me if you want to give up or not. I've talked to so many people on LinkedIn and I'm like, hey, have you tried a TikTok? And they're like, yeah, I, I tried it for a week and I didn't see the results I wanted to look. Oh. They don't even know who you are after they doesn't know who you are. And even my first videos a month ago, my style has completely changed and I've improved already. Oh, those weren't really working. Now let me add these things that I've learned from my own content creation. So you have to give yourself time to improve your content and figure out what's working or not. Is there um, any other strategies that people could learn from you? When you're starting out, keep them short and sweet. The hook thing, we always talk about the hook or, or saying you or you're not going to believe or that's, I think that's been pushed even more than probably needs to be. But yes. I don't always do that, but I'll toss that out. Just being a real person. I think like we said, connecting with people and having some humility and I'm very dry. So people don't always know I'm joking. Like I joke a lot. I was in the military. So I was a clown before I joined the military. I was in the Marines and you can't really be a clown in the Marines. So I would learn to say ridiculous things with a straight face and I could say whatever I wanted. And people would just think I said something dumb, but I knew what I was doing. A lot of people are like, I can't believe you actually think that. And I'm like, I don't really think that. And if yeah, you, you just think have that, dry humor. we can't be friends. Yeah, we can't be friends. I know there's a lot of people that don't understand dry humor. I was actually in the army. You little, know what I'm saying. Was, I don't know. I think the army can joke around a little bit more than the Marines. A smoking joke, but when you're, you know, having like a legit talk with people. Then the Air Force like just. You're higher ranking, you're talking to younger guys, and you just tell them something completely ridiculous. It's funny. I'd love to know what lives on your For You page. I go through a hashtag old house TikTok and I just start following people. It's all, it's all house stuff. And then there's some comedy stuff on there. But I, I follow mostly smaller accounts. I just think smaller accounts really are the best. I think they've got the best content. Then lastly, how can people find you? What's the best way? Just Old House Adam. I changed my name on all platforms, Old House Adam, to keep it seamless. Anybody listening right now, you can go to the description of this podcast and click the link. So the links will be clickable right there. So you can go follow Adam over there and check out what he's doing with that old house. Adam, thank you so much for your time, man. All right, brother. Love this episode of Biz Talk? Let us know with a review. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Follow us on TikTok at BizTalker. Don't just be a TikToker, but become the next BizTalker.